0: Florida wrote a letter to Ron DeSantis and demanded that he return our governor immediately. What's up? This is Marque Saves the Republic. That actually, that actually happened. <laughs> Ron DeSantis is in a very unique position. I've never seen anything like this politically in my entire life. And we'll get to that story here in just a minute. Also, Mike Pence dropped out of the race over the weekend, which made everybody go, oh, yeah, Mike Pence was running for president. Totally forgot about that guy. We'll cover what's left for him in the future. Not much, really. It'll be a very short segment. Uh, Thanks so much for joining me today. Listen, before we begin, be sure to like, be sure to subscribe, and set your notifications for this podcast, for this video, because we do this all the time, like er day, and we don't want you to miss a single episode. Plus, over the weekend, we had a run on our brand new Christmas book, The Untold Story of of Christmas. This is a very unique twist and a a slightly different telling of the traditional Christmas story that you all know uh, very well, the story of the birth of Jesus in the manger with Mary and Joseph and the and the angel coming down from heaven, all of that. But there's a parallel story uh, about Caesar Augustus and how he wanted to become a god while Jesus was a god that actually became man. Um, and that's very, it's a very, it's a really great story. It's a really great retelling. in this book, which is beautifully done, I might add, is available right now at the Story of Christmas.com. The Story of Christmas.com. We blew through our first printing. The 1,000 copies that we ordered are, I mean, they're they just they went so fast. We have more though. So we're gonna we're gonna get those out ASAP. If you order today, you can still get your copy in the mail um, by C O B, which stands for close of business. The untold All right, let's get back to rent. Let's get back to the untold story of Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, is in a very unique position because Ron DeSantis is a fantastic governor. If there's two things we know about in Florida, it's how to use every single part of an alligator and that we have a really great governor. And if you don't believe me, look, this is an alligator claw back scratcher. You, you can get these pretty much at any Florida fruit stand, gas station or, or rest area along, uh, along I-95 or I-4. In the during the corridor, but anyway, let's, I digress. Uh, Ron DeSantis is is one of the ar- arguably one of the best governors the state's ever had. Probably one of the best governors in the entire country. Um, when Joe Biden came to power, we always said uh, what one of the one of the byproducts of Joe Biden's presidency is the rise of incredible governors. We call them the League of Extraordinary Governors, and you see them all over. Greg Abbott had to take uh, you know uh, measures into his own hands, and he had to take action on federal. Uh, responsibilities like securing the border and making sure that illegal immigrants aren't wreaking havoc in his in his jurisdiction. You had the same thing with Governor um, you know, Kevin Stitt in Oklahoma. he had to he had a lot of problems when Joe Biden cut the energy and he had to jump into action. You've got uh, Tate Reeves in Oklahoma, and um pardon me in Mississippi, who's doing a fantastic job, Christy Nome all over the country, governors have been picking up the slack that Joe Biden has been well slacking on. I mean, when the federal government is is, is uh, you know just uh, neglecting to do their duties. It, the only person left, or the only people left to jump in, are the governors and the attorneys general. And you know when the when the government of the United States, when the Department of Justice either a refuses to enforce the law or b weaponizes itself against its own citizens, that's when the gut. That's when the individual fifty state governments really have to step up. And that's why you've seen the rise of great governors like Ron DeSantis. And here in Florida, people love Ron DeSantis. We love him. We love him. That's why we voted for him twice. The first time we voted for him by a thin margin over um, Andrew Gillum, who later was found in a hotel room naked with a male porn star and a bag of drugs. I mean, look, we dodged a bullet there. <laughs> that's something That's something else we know about in Florida. Bullets and how to dodge them. Um, but, you know, Ron DeSantis worked diligently for four years. He fought hard against wokeness, against woke corporations, he fought hard to keep our children safe in schools. He fought hard to make sure that uh, we weren't being penetrated by illegal immigrants. He fought hard to make sure that Joe Biden knew that uh, Florida wasn't going to take it during COVID. He was able to set up monoclonal antibody clinics all over the place, and he was able to keep our state open like no other state in the country. It was a fantastic performance by, again, one arguably one of the best governors we've had in this state's history. Then he decided to run for president after winning election by a landslide. In November, forget about it. We knew Ron DeSantis was going to win. We didn't know he was going to win that fast. Ron DeSantis, I remember I was out. Where was I? I was out in the middle of nowhere, Florida. That's where I was. I was celebrating the re-election of uh, Representative Kat Kamak at her re-election party. We were hosting and they asked me to go up on stage. And every time somebody that we were rooting for won an election, would I announce the results? And we said, sure, no problem. And when Kat was reelected, we we got up and made an announcement. And when our buddy Aaron Bean won his election, we made an announcement. And all through the Anna Paulina, Luna, all of these America First candidates who were running for office, we celebrated their election victories that night as well. And then uh, about eight o'clock, which was really just before eight o'clock, I mean, it was less than an hour after the polls closed. They said, hey, we got to go announce that Ron DeSantis has been reelected governor and it was by a landslide. Like you want to talk about a mandate, this was a mandate. Andrew Gillum had his mandate with the male porn star and the bag of drugs in the hotel room, and now Ron DeSantis had his mandate, which was to come back as the governor of Florida and govern for four more years because some it, it was ridiculous. He he but he brutalized Charlie Crist by something like 500,000 votes. It was nuts. It was I didn't even think there were any Democrats left. We'd We'd uh, taken the Republican Party under Ron DeSantis and we had just elevated it and multiplied it. And all these people that were moving down from blue states, from New York, from Massachusetts, from Connecticut, they're moving down from Chicago. They're coming from California. All these folks are coming to Florida. And for the first time ever, they were leaving their politics behind. It was a political migration like we've never seen before. This wasn't just retirees moving to Florida because, you know, they're sick of shoveling snow. Or their doctor told them the weather was better for their for their arthritis or whatever. no, this was this was people that were abandoning their homelands because the governors and the leadership there had become tyrannical and insane and unjust, and they were fleeing looking for greener pastures, or in this case, redder pastures, because Florida' has become one of the reddest states in the country, again, thanks to Ron DeSantis. well, slightly shortly after. He uh, won his re-election and got his mandate from the, from the citizens of Florida. Ron DeSantis decided he wanted to run for president. And that was, in many people's eyes, maybe a mistake, maybe premature. I mean, hell, you just won re-election. We just told you we wanted to be governor of Florida for four more years. You're only 44 years old. You've got your whole life ahead of you. Why do you have to leave now and run for president? Plus, a lot of folks here in the state of Florida just wanted Donald Trump back for four years and still do. Ron DeSantis wouldn't have any of it. He thought this was his time to shine. He was maybe getting bad advice from people. He was maybe listening to the wrong voices. Maybe Paul Ryan was whispering in his ear, Trump sucks, we need you. Maybe Jeb Bush was like, we got to get back at Trump. He totally, he totally humiliated me on the stage and you're the guy to do it. Maybe there were other people throwing money at him saying, hey, Ron, we're going to make it rain all over you if you just run for president. Uh, you're the guy that can take down Donald Trump. Well, fast forward a couple more months and that doesn't seem to be the case. Nikki Haley is second in uh, most of the polls. Chris Christie and Vivek Ramaswamy are battling Ron DeSantis for third place in a lot of different states. And Ron DeSantis's campaign just hasn't gone the way that he thought. Plus, Donald Trump still dominates, not just in swing states, not just in early uh, primary states, but also right here at home. Donald Trump is beating the beloved governor of Florida in the presidential primary. Why? Because we love Ron DeSantis as our governor and we would like him to remain our governor. And I have proof. A letter was released over the weekend from the Florida Republican Assembly. Let me read you a little bit of it. A, uh, here we go. Article 4, Section 1A of the Florida Constitution clearly states that the governor shall take care that the laws of the state be faithfully executed, shall commission all officers of the state and counties, and transact all necessary business with the officers of government. Whereas, Governor Ron DeSantis was elected to serve the people of the state of Florida and complete his four-year term. And whereas Governor Ron DeSantis has been using his position of governor to campaign for the office of the president of the United States, taking him away from his official duties and responsibilities to the citizens of Florida frequently at taxpayer expense. And whereas Governor DeSantis's presidential campaign has been met with a lack of enthusiasm by voters nationally, and has not gained any significant momentum. In fact, to the contrary, and then it goes on and on and on. It says, uh, therefore, be it resolved that the Florida Republican Assembly urges Governor Ron DeSantis to conclude his presidential campaign and return to Florida to continue to serve out the remainder of his term as governor. And the interesting thing about this is, you've got one guy who is beloved by his citizens and his constituents as a governor and maligned as a presidential candidate. It's the weirdest thing ever. We love this governor so much. We don't want him to go anywhere else prematurely. And the fact that he's out there running around trying to drum up support for a presidential campaign that clearly doesn't have any support and isn't gaining any momentum is kind of a slap in the face to the people here at home. Not to mention, yes, when he travels, when he goes back and forth, there is significant taxpayer expense that is incurred. I mean, you, it, you can't avoid it. You can't run a presidential campaign and be governor and not put the bill for the Floridians. I mean, it just it isn't going to happen. And so a lot of folks here in the Florida General Assembly and a lot of folks here who are Florida Republicans, and a lot of folks here who are fans of Ron DeSantis and fans of Donald Trump want him to cut it out and come back home. Uh, he was on with uh, he was on Meet the Press with Kristen Welker over the weekend, and Kristen Welker asked him a question, which I believe will pr- proves to everybody why this guy is such a great governor and why the Florida Assembly wants him home so quickly. Listen to the question she asked about a comment made by Vivek Ramaswamy. Response. Well, let me ask you about some of the statements that you have made recently about those protesters. This week, you called for the banning of pro-Palestinian groups from Florida state colleges. Your Republican challenger, Vivek Ramaswamy, says that violates the First Amendment rights of these students. He writes, quote, it's a shameful political ploy. It's unconstitutional. It's utter hypocrisy for someone who railed against left-wing cancel culture. What is your response to Mr. Ramaswamy? By the way, speaking of cheap political po- ploys, the <laughs> Vivek Ramaswamy, God love the guy and he's got great ideas. He definitely loves his hyperbole, doesn't he? Uh, anyway, here was Governor DeSantis' response.
1: This is not cancel culture. Uh, This group, they themselves said in the aftermath of the Hamas attack that they don't just stand in solidarity, that they are part uh, of this Hamas movement. And so, yeah, you have a right to go out and demonstrate, but you can't provide material support to terrorism. They've linked themselves to Hamas. And so we absolutely decertified them. Uh, They should not get one red cent of taxpayer dollars. Uh, And we also have strong laws in Florida fundraising for groups like Hamas and we are enforcing those vigorously it's not a First Amendment issue that's a material support to terrorism issue
0: yeah just to be clear you're citing the Florida law that says one cannot give material aid or resources to a terrorist organization do you have any support that they're actually doing that
1: their own words are saying they're part of this organization, that they don't just stand in solidarity, that they don't just support what they did, but that this is their movement too. So once you hit your wagon to a group like Hamas, uh, that takes you out of the realm uh, of normal activity, and that's something that, that we're going to take action again. So we believe we're totally justified within the law, um, and I think things like this have been litigated time and again. But-
0: And this is something that Ron DeSantis has done brilliantly throughout his term as governor and which, again, Floridians wanted him to do for another four years. Whenever there was an attack, uh, BLM, for example, uh, defunding the police, all of these things, he jumped into action and he, number one, stifled it. And then, number two, created a culture here in the state of Florida where that kind of thing just didn't happen. He was the guy who offered bonuses to police in these blue state and blue city police departments that were being defunded, that were being disrespected, that were being degraded. Um, They were just being dismantled. And he said, hey, come to Florida. We need good police officers here. We need good first responders here. If you're a cop and you need a place where you're going to be respected, where people are going to respect the law and they're going to call you and they're going to be thankful and and prideful of your service, Florida is the place and we're willing to pay you for it. And in doing so, he's created a culture here where Florida has some of the biggest and safest cities you'll find anywhere. If you walk around Tampa, if you walk around Miami, if you walk around, you know, Orlando in uh, in various different places, you'll see a culture of folks that are law abiding and also respect the police. Now, it does also help that 50 percent of the population is carrying a loaded weapon pretty much at all times. That also helps to keep the peace. But constitutional carry is another issue. Again, that Ron DeSantis uh, spearheaded and, and saw pass through the Florida legislation uh, legislature. But uh, look, this is exactly what happens when Hamas attacks, when pro Palestinian groups are marching on campuses, when pro Palestinian groups are, are are declaring their support for Hamas in places like Harvard University in Chicago, Illinois, in New York City. Governor DeSantis he doesn't just sit around and wait for the terror and the and the violence and the protests to come here. He says you can't do that. We are not going you cannot have a, a school sponsor, a, a pro-terrorist organization or demonstration without some kind of retribution. You're going to lose your money and we're going to break it up because this is no longer freedom of speech. This is terrorism. Anytime you support or pledge a terrorist or uh, pledge support to a terrorist organization, you yourself become a terrorist and you're not going to get dollars from the state of Florida and we're not going to let it spread on our college campuses. This is one of the reasons why the University of Florida has skyrocketed by the way to one of the top spots as one of the top universities in the country, public or private. Um, again, Ron DeSantis has done a great job for Florida education, has done a great job for Florida schools. He's dismantled the the d- destructive DE and I initiatives on our campuses and he's made it a safe place where Democrats and Republicans can live together in harmony. Oh yeah, and they don't have to worry about staying home every time they get a cough or a sniffle. They don't have to worry about wearing a mask or showing a vaccine passport anytime they want to go to a football game or a concert. Ron DeSantis made Florida the oasis of freedom, and Floridians want him to stay here and keep it free instead of running around chasing this premature desire to be the president of the United States when we have A, a fantastic candidate who's ready to return to office and do the job, and B, the need for a governor here at home for another four years, which, oh, by the way, is exactly what we paid you to do. Anyway, that's just my humble opinion. And also, the humble opinion of the Florida General Assembly, who's calling their governor, uh, nay, demanding their governor, cease this ridiculous campaign and come back home. Come on, Ron DeSantis, come back home. You scratch our back, we'll scratch yours. And we'll use our alligator claw back scratcher. This is, by the way, I don't know if you've ever scratched your back with an alligator claw, but it is heavenly. Listen, get your copy of The Untold Story of Christmas today, now in its second printing, because this thing. Is flying off the shelves. And I appreciate everyone who's purchased it so far. If you haven't yet, you're going to love it. This is going to be your family's new favorite Christmas story. And it's going to be around for a generation. You're going to read it every single year, um, just like we do on the radio. The Untold Story of Christmas.com. Like, subscribe set notifications for this podcast. Make sure that you are getting this information every single day because we got a lot of stuff to talk about today, tomorrow, the next day, into 2024. We've got a lot of work to do. We've got to stick together. We've got to be on the same page. We've all got to do what we can to save the republic.